every new startup is like .ai now, right? Uh, oh, in the domain? Yeah, the domain, right? It's like whatever .ai because everyone's trying to be an AI startup. But I think that's like not obviously supposed to be artificial intelligence. I think it's country that has that .ai domain. Oh, seriously? Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Anguilia, an overseas territory. Oh, <laughs> no, no. no, but I think they're like making a ton of money. Like when you register your domain, I think it gives... Daddy pays the country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. I'm on Wikipedia. The registration fees earned by the .a domain go to the treasury of the government of Anguilia. As per the New York Times in 2018, the total revenue generated out of selling was $3 million. And that's just not enough. I mean, wow. Uh, and that was 2018 before everyone went crazy over AI. So, oh, yeah, yes. as you were about to say, their number well, one import is domains now or <laughs> whatever you would call our, that. Our economy <laughs> is half domain. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another, I hope is going to be a great episode. I don't think we've had an episode that's not been great. Has any not been great? No, I've given thumbs up to all of them on uh, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, so might be a bit biased. Uh, yeah. I guess there's different degrees of great too, though. Like there's great, and then there's really great, and then there's just like blow your mind, knock your socks off. Have we had one of those yet? Like people are just like low clap after the episode's done? I have a feeling that's today. Yeah. Now we've got the viewership. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the end, they'll be clapping, cheering, maybe a small tear, like coming down your eye. I think we're going to move up in the charts with this one because we're using some pretty popular buzzwords. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know. So <laughs> if you put these two letters together on anything, you'll either get money thrown at you or people will listen. So hopefully we yeah. can get the latter at least. You know, every new startup is like .ai now, right? Uh, oh, in the domain? Yeah, the domain, right? It's like whatever .ai everyone's trying to be an AI startup. But I think that's like not obviously supposed to be artificial intelligence. I think it's country that has that .ai domain. Oh, seriously? Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Anguilia, an overseas territory. Oh, <laughs> no, no, but I think they're like making a ton of money. Like when you register your domain, I think it gives... Daddy pays the country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's probably true. Okay, yeah, they're loving it. <laughs> and Anguilia. I haven't even heard of that place. Probably a yeah. tax haven or some weird thing. Yeah. Here we go. I'm on Wikipedia. Okay. Just to wrap it up. The registration fees earned by the .a domain go to the treasury of the government of Aguilia. As per the New York Times in 2018, the total revenue generated out of selling was $3 million. And that's just not enough. I mean, wow. Uh, and that was 2018 before everyone went crazy over AI. So oh, yeah, yes. as you were about to say, their number well, one yeah, import I, I, is domains now or whatever you would call our, that. Our economy is half domain. Man. We're talking about AI today, but more yeah. specifically, the difference between automation and AI. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, AI is that different. Yeah, it's a massive buzzword. There's a thousand and one ways you can go with this, but this is particularly relevant for us because we've been in the automation business, if you will, for years. And now people are coming in and they're kind of mixing those two terms up. I don't know if you get that, but like I'm getting people coming into you know conversations that I'm having with them and they're saying, Hey, I'd love, you know, AI to send an email six months before the maturity date, right? Let's use that as an example. It's like, that's not AI. Well, it can be AI. And we're going to talk about that today. But like, that's been around for 10 years. And we just called that automation. And now, you know, AI is top of mind for everyone. And so, you know, people are using it that way, right? I don't know if you're getting the same, but that's totally. really kind of my inspiration for this is that, hey, everything's AI. Everything is. Yeah. Like anything that does something yeah. without you sitting there and doing it, like sending an email or a text or adding some numbers or whatever. And we'll talk about the difference. Like people are coining that AI now. 
And yeah. I'm not exactly sure why. It's probably just lack of education on it. But that's why we're here today to help you understand the difference. And uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the education part of it's good too. But, you know, I think the other important thing with all this, why we even want to talk about this and draw the distinction is you want to be precise with these types of things. I mean, as it relates to things that could make a pretty big impact to your business, you know, you don't want to be confused in these terms, especially, you know, I'd say if you ever work with you know, a third party contractor who might be helping you with some of these things, even within your team, but even for yourself, right? If you're going out there and Googling, you know, hey, I want to do this, you got to make sure you're using the right terms because, you know, it's such a blue ocean out there and, you know, one slip up can send you down a rabbit hole they never intended to go down, right? So I think it is important that these things become, you know, more relevant and more used to still kind of maintain that precision of what means what, right? So I guess diving into that then, what means what, before we get into, you know, what's the difference and kind of what it means to your business, maybe at a high level, we can just define each of them, right? So, I mean, you've been the automation guy. You're the longest automation guy I know. I know there's a lot of guys maybe doing it longer than you, but you were doing it back in the basement in our house in Kingston there. And so yeah. why don't you take away the automation and maybe I'll chime in on the AI side of things. But so if someone comes to you and says, hey, I want to build some automation. What does that mean to you? Well, first off, let me just correct you. I was actually in the loft <laughs> in that year. Uh, I, I was upstairs, yeah. <laughs> And then I took over the room. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we shared rooms in different years. But anyways, okay, so what is the basis of automation? And yeah, I've been doing it for a while. I mean, the way I think of it, maybe this is a buzz term, but a lot of people say that it's like, if then scenarios. So there's all kinds Mm -hmm. of tools out there. There's one called IFTT, if then, then that. It's called Zapier. And those are kind of mass market tools, but basically it's coding light or it's just coding with a front end oftentimes with these automations where it's like, I have this scenario. And if that scenario is true, I want this to happen. Like that is not intelligence or artificial Mm -hmm. intelligence. And you'll talk more about that. It's literally programming or automation. And so that's probably the easiest way to think of it. So think of many things like For example, when email goes out to your client, if you're a mortgage broker, if you have a CRM or something like that, it's like, okay, a mortgage closes and I want an email to go out. That's automation. You're saying if the mortgage is closed and the closing date is today, (laughs) then send out the automation. And it exists in all industries. Like when you pay with your credit card, it's literally looking, do you have money on your card? If so, then (laughs) it'll hit, right? Like, yeah, yeah, so it's everywhere. And so automation has been around definitely before the internet. I think it was in the manufacturing world and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. But yeah, that's probably the best way to think of it, at least in my head. Yeah, you know, when you talk about it without going too far down this rabbit hole, it's kind of like an interesting thing to think about. You know, the if this and that, that's been the foundation of like the internet in a sense for like a long time. It's like zeros and ones, right? People kind of just throw around, oh, it's just a bunch of zeros and ones. What does that mean? Well, zeros and ones is really like zero is no, one is yes, right? And they just have a bunch of things within that, right? If one, right? So if yes, if maturity equals this, right? So you have a logical condition and you get a yes, so you get a one, then do this, right? And, you know, all of, not all of, but a lot of what we've done you know, as a human race, as it relates to, you know, the coding and programming that we have and the basis of our internet and all those things that you're talking about is all a lot of automation, right? So that's the foundation. And then I think as it relates to mortgage brokers that we work with, you know, it's these tools like CRM, like Xavier, like, what was the one you said? IFTT? I've never heard of it. Yeah. Businesses don't use it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I've used it like, you know, me stupid things. Like I had this one Thing that I did where this was years ago, but basically I have Philip Hue lights at home. Yes, tracker in my phone. <laughs> and so when I hit a certain 
kilometer distance from home, it would turn on the lights a certain color. You do an if this, then that. And then Catherine, my fiance, would then know I'm almost home. So it was like a stupid little thing, but you can like automate your lights yeah. turning on or your TV okay. turning on. So it's more consumer facing. Yeah. More consumer. Yeah. It's happier is more of that. And so all these tools really, though, are taking all those zeros and ones, and there's probably a million and one layers between it, but it's putting it at a level that, you know, makes sense to humans, right? It's to say, yeah, okay. Instead of typing in a bunch of zeros and ones, it never makes sense. It's literally, you can, you know, these tools are pretty good. They're kind of drag and drop where you just, you know, you have a set of action, maybe in your example related to a Philips Hue light, you can click and drag and say, change color. And then you can click and drag another one that says, when I get within this radius, right? And it just kind of links those two things together. So it's really kind of just many, many layers above those zeros and ones. But at the end of the day, that's all it is, right? It's just, yes, no, is this happening? Is that happening, right? Yeah. And obviously for us, we deal a lot with it and on the CRM side of things. And CRMs are really good at that too, right? Like CRMs have all sorts of if this and that, like it kind of throughout the whole system, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they're typically, like you said, because a lot of them are fairly mature now. They've built nice interfaces where you don't have to be a developer to do this stuff. Like I'm not right. from a development background. So yeah, basically these if then and that, like it started with code and zeros and ones, but now they have, like you said, drag and drop interfaces. And if you just know logic, you can set it up and then you're good to go. But that's very yeah. different than AI, which you're going to explain. <laughs> yeah. And the moment we've all been waiting for what the buzzword of, I was going to say the year, but maybe it's going to be the buzzword of the decade. And I think for good reason, AI, right? I mean, it's what everyone's talking about. And you know, for me, I've always been a little bit of a skeptic as it relates to these types of things. Okay. Yeah. It's you know, it's some cool stuff, but what's the practical application? But I think we're getting there in terms of practical application. I think, you know, obviously when Chad GPT came around, everyone really kind of perked up their ears and said, whoa, right, this is cool, right? What's going on here? And I think it is interesting. I don't think we're quite there yet where I'm not actually seeing the mass adoption. I don't think you are either, especially among brokers. I think for good reason. I don't think we're there yet, but we're getting there. We're seeing the right progress in the right direction, which is great. And so there's a lot of categories there. We're going to talk about, I think for this podcast, generative AI, which I think is what most people think of right now, at least. And it's kind of the secrets in the name, right? Generative AI will generate something, right? So generative, it generates something. So that is, you know, chat GPT, it generates a block of text. And there's things, I think it's Dolly, is it? That's in the chat GPT? Yeah. Mid journey is the other picture one, right? Where you say, hey, make me this image and it goes and makes it. And that's been around longer actually than people think. And the example I always give when people go, oh yeah, you're right, is the Gmail autocomplete. I don't know, do you use Gmail? I know we use Zoho Mail. Yeah, yeah. And they've had that for like years now, right? Where it's like, yeah. hey, I'm typing a sentence and it almost like guesses it, right? So it's generating, again, that we're generating the rest of that. And so that's what we'll talk about today. And so those are the examples and it's been around, but I think the big difference, I mean, we kind of really hammered home on the automation side, these zeros and ones, these yes and no's, if this and that. You know, AI is less so about that, much more, I guess, probabilistic, right? To use another big word, which is it's all probability, right? It says, okay, what is the probability that, you know, in this sentence, A is the next letter or X is the next letter or that, you know, C comes after A, right? It's very common C comes after A, maybe not so common for Z to come after Y right? Not a lot of words have that. And so it takes all the probabilities. So now put that it's very likely, right? So you're saying, again, with maybe the Gmail example, it's saying, okay, what is the probability that the sentence is going to end this way? And those things are getting better and better. But the really cool thing about it, I think, is that it's not deterministic. That's another, I'm using a lot of these big words these days, but 
it's not going to be if this and that. And I think a pretty cool example you can do, I don't know if you've done this. I've done this maybe once or twice, but if you type in the same thing into chat GPT twice, just say, Hey, write me a blog about, you know, why mortgage rates might stay higher for longer than we think. I don't know. Something like that. If you do that two, three, four times in a row, you could get two, three, four different answers, right? Have you done that? Like I said, I only tried like once or twice, but it's true, right? It's all probability and probabilities. It kind of, you know, misfire or hit on the other side, you know, you're flipping a coin basically. And first yeah. time you get heads, second time you get tails. I haven't done it myself, yeah. but I've heard people and they usually talk about it to the negative in many ways where, I mean, it is a right. neat feature, but they call it like hallucination that these platforms right. can do where yeah. they, based on the probability or whatever the data is that goes into their model, they're maybe saying things that aren't exactly true or they're making things up. So, I mean, I personally use ChatGPT a lot. I've used it all the way to, help my brother play Scrabble. You can take a photo of the Scrabble board and it'll you tell you all. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. that's the whole, like you could just see in that example, like no, if then, yeah. and that could do this looking at a photo, it's ingesting it. It's looking at the tiles and all that. But right. anyways, continue your point. Oh, no. And so for that reason, it may be not good for like an if this and that, and like, you know, using chat GPT would never be able to say, Hey, six months before then, an email, at least if you want some sort of consistent business process that you have in yeah. there, yeah. AI is actually not going to be that tool, right? As you know, it might hallucinate, like you said, it might send one email that's great one day and then one email that's terrible the next day because it's just flipping a coin, right? That's what ChatGPT is doing. And, you know, you could have a weighted coin, let's say, that it's heads nine times, but tails the 10th time. And maybe that 10th email, that 10th tail, something that you don't want, right? And so really the important distinction, really what I think we wanted to drive home in this podcast, those are the two big differences. And so, you know, I've given you an example to say, okay, well, if you find a very consistent business process, automation is the way to go. I guess, when does it make sense then to use these generative AI tools? Like, have you seen some time, maybe some broker who's actually using them and using it well and providing? good value? Like when would you say is the right time to use, you know, chat GPT in your business? Yeah. I mean, there are some use cases I see brokers using it more for now. One of them that comes to mind, it's almost like problem solving in a sense for you where mm -hmm. you can actually yeah. almost put variables in there. Like I have a rate of X, I have a client of Y and I don't want to put them in this or that, like crunch these numbers. Maybe that's not a great example, cool. but I've yeah, personally yeah. done it like with Excel where it's like, I don't know the formula to do this. So I just ask ChatGPT and it either builds the formula or I give it the data and it configures it for me. So that type of stuff you can never do with automation. And so that is something where it's almost like, for lack of a better word, maybe like not a, a second brain, but like a like brainstorming a, partner. Almost, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I often go in there and just have convos with it. Like yeah, I have it crazy. on my phone and yeah, you could just yeah. like push it too and be like, okay, so I think this politically and it goes, well, have you thought of that? And it's like, well, give me three reasons why I should change my mind. And it does. And then it's pretty cool in that sense. And automation could never do that. Right. I don't know how yeah. that directly applies to a broker. No, I think it is. I mean, this is one I've heard of a couple of times, or I know one guy who's done this which is like objection handling where he goes in a chat GPT mm -hmm. and it's like I'm a borrower and they almost recreate their client I'm skeptical that rates are going to go down I'm not sure if I should go with a broker or the bank tell me why I should go with a broker and it goes out right and it gives you all these reasons and then it says hey I don't think that's good enough reason to go with a broker can you be more specific or can you give me more right and you can have these conversations you can recreate these you can brainstorm together and then Coming out of that, at the very least, you have a great idea or a lot more ideas of how you can interact with your client. And at most, you have probably a great email template right, to fit into your yeah. post. Hey, if you ever have this objection, here is like a dialed in 
ready to go template that you can use, right? And so that's what I've seen and that's what I've heard, which is just so cool, really, if you think about it. Yeah, I can also write content for you. A lot of people are doing that. But like you said, you still got to vet it, in my opinion. I think you probably agree because it might be hallucinating, might not give the vibe you want. But it's getting to the point, at least ChatGPT now, where you can actually load up syntaxes and ideas that you believe in. And it'll actually write with those in mind or write with those verbs or nouns or however you speak. And so that's pretty neat. But yeah, definitely the conversational aspect of it is just bananas. It's so, so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And, you know, what I'm excited for that hasn't existed or really, I think, in a really practical way come to fruition yet, which is when they can combine it, right? I think you know more than I do, but I think it'd be really cool to the point where it says, okay, maybe you start that conversation, you do that conversation. And then as a result of that conversation, you have, you know, three automations you want to set up, right? So it's like, okay, we've had this great conversation. I have this great template of how I can handle this objection. Now, can you create an automation for me in Zapier or in my CRM or wherever that actually just gets this on autopilot, right? I mean, that's just a simple example, but that's what gets me excited because my brain is more if this than that. I think you know that about me. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's part of the reason why I've been skeptical about these tools. But I think when they bring those two together to say, yes, you yeah. can have these really cool conversations, but also you can build it right into a business process, that's going to be crazy, yeah. I think. They're definitely not there yet. At least from what I've seen. But a lot of CRMs are trying and tools are trying to build it into their tool so that you can either tell it to write automations for you or tell it to write code or tell it to improve your grammar. So the worlds are kind of colliding or starting to the if then then that this Mm -hmm. and that and AI. And it's just moving so fast and getting so much better. And now just, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, we have a mutual buddy that works at Google and I had a call with him and like the stuff they're doing there, they're really pushing and they've got the biggest data sets in the world. That's something important, I guess, maybe not to dive too deep into it, but these models are trained by a lot of data. It's like a human Mm -hmm. brain. We got to go to school for 20 years. These models can do it faster, but Google's got YouTube and Google and Google Docs and Gmail and our phones and our Google Home and Google Chromecast and like they've got so much data. So like their AI is going to know well, like YouTube, right? And you, we listen to a common podcast. Yeah. All in. They're just like, YouTube's crazy. Like it's big. Which I didn't even know existed. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how that big that is. Terabyte? I guess so. Oh, it's, yeah, it's gigabyte, terabyte. And then there's a peta, I guess it must be. Right? Yeah. But, and it was like petabytes a day of data they're creating of people uploading. Because now people are just doing the YouTube shorts on their phone and just booting them up yeah. there. So anyway, yeah. I was just going to kind of say like, you know, I think like this conversation I've been saying is it's important to know those distinctions, right? And I think that's for any broker. And when I have conversations, just to kind of think about when someone's saying, hey, okay, I get the difference now. What should I focus on? I say today, like what, where are we? Feb 2024. So if you're listening to this in you know, 2035 and now robots yeah. are doing our laundry or whatever, then maybe not. But today, <laughs> today in 2024, I think automation still kind of takes the cake in terms of Real life examples, people using it, really making an impact in their business. But hey, if you're really looking to something that's going to make an impact today, automation is the way to go. But keep your finger on the pulse, right? With these, because it's moving and it's moving really quickly. Like you were just saying, like the new things they come out with almost every month, it seems, is just like, whoa, right? This is a fast moving curve. And I don't know, honestly, what the application is going to be of these more, you know, probabilistic type models. One's going to hit and it's going to make a big, big change. And I don't know what that is. So that's why I say, hey, keep your finger on the pulse. 
know what is at least going on. Doesn't mean you have to implement it across the board, every part of your business, because I think it actually might be tricky today, but they educated, I guess, is the best way to put it, right? Keep those top of mind, right? These things that are going on in the AI world. Definitely. Totally agree. No one knows when it'll hit, like you said, but just seeing all kinds of little things for the average mortgage broker, just not to confuse everyone or whoever's listening to this in the financial services world, there's probably so much more automation you can do in your business. We see it every day. Like, don't get yeah. caught up with this AI stuff, but it's really cool and it is going to make an impact. And it might be, I don't know, people say like humans next frontier and all that stuff. Like, it's a big deal. <laughs> now we're even yeah. putting this stuff in our heads. Literally, Elon is anyways, putting chips in oh, yeah. brains. Yeah, the Any, first human one recently. Right, right. Yeah. His yeah, argument is AI is going to get out of control. And so humans need to level up. We need to keep up. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Talking about it now, it kind of makes sense, but I don't know if I want a chip in my head. Man, you but, know I me, mean? I'm going to be the guy, barrel of oil, couple gold bars up in the tundra, <laughs> away from all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm definitely interested. You're going to be deep in the metaverse. That's yeah, I'm definitely interested in that stuff, the metaverse, yeah. but then I can take the headset off. I don't know if I like the chip being implanted in my skull, but yeah, I mean, it's apparently going to help cure blindness. It's going to help people that are paralyzed, like it can rewire your body. And so if that stuff is true, then it's hard to argue that it's a bad idea until it gets hacked. But yeah. anyways, we won't go there. <laughs> yeah. And if you think about it, how different is a chip from your phone? Phone's always yeah. with you. Someone hacked that, you would be in deep trouble. You can throw your phone, I guess, away from you. <laughs> but yeah. it's true. I think we're closer Elon's, than you think. We're closer I think than Elon said yeah. something like that one time where he's just, because his argument was similar and he was just like, might as well be strapped to your hand. Look at yeah. every public transport you're on or whatever. Like it almost is a body part now. So why not it's just like, make it one? Yeah. <laughs> one thing that scared me, I heard one guy say, is like, since you got your phone, have you ever been more than six feet from it? And some people, the answer is no. It's like, it's on my pocket. It's next to me on my bed. I take it to me when I go to the washroom. Like when is it quite rare that it's ever that far for me? Yeah. Maybe. Crazy. Oh. We went down a little rabbit hole there, but maybe that's where I'll leave it to say, hey, these tech changes are coming and you can resist it, you know, as much as you can. But the tidal wave is coming. And in the sense of getting smart with it, you know, if you're worried about the dangers of it, best way to prevent it or to deal with it is to stay educated. Right. So maybe that comes full circle. So in any case, we'll leave it at there. If people are crying or clapping right now, we did our job. And please leave any comments in the video description or in the podcast description. And as always, thanks so much for watching. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Bye.